listening to episode 141 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. My name is Patrick Rahal, but you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. You can also, if you're uh, one of the somebodies listening to this, you can call me uh, the 2019 Oscar guessing champion. That's right. I guessed the best, better than the rest. I don't know. I didn't mean that to rhyme, but you beat me by one. Yeah, but I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I don't even know who any of these people are. I was like, what? Marvel? Never heard of it. Uh, Joining me, as always, is my co-host on the show and in life, the mistress of Merlot, the real housewife of Transylvania, and the Michael Phelps of wine. Ladies and gentlemen, the second place finisher in the 2019 (laughs) Oscar-guessing contest, Ashes Von Nightmare. What did that little little taunt go... um Back in like grade school, what is it? First is the worst, second is the best. Third is the one with the hairy chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm really excited about today's episode. Yes. I'm really excited about our guest today. And I'm very happy because they brought me wine because they know me so well. So as we're getting to that, I, I do need to say that we are, of course, joined by the hardest working man in podcasting, the very handsome and bootylicious... <laughs> Johnny Wolfenstein. All right. I guess. I guess. I guess I'll accept it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that is why you do all those squats at the gym. I was just going to say you do. You do work out. And uh, well, you know, it, you know it's shows. for full full body, you know, like when Wolfie walks into the room that uh, I'm sexy and I know it song plays like <laughs> even if there's no radios anywhere, it just happens. It's like he has his own theme music. Oh my God, do people in Zubaz pants to show up and start like talking? I, I, w- I wish I had Zubaz pants. Usually right? the Gronkowskis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Gronkowski brothers show up. It was like Chris and Rob and Dopey and Sleepy. And <laughs> I don't know who the All 12 of them. But uh, yeah, as uh, Ash has pointed out, we have a guest this week. And uh, she is a guest who needs no introduction, so we're not going to. And uh, <laughs> things no. haven't changed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, Agent Somebody. Oh my god, still a dick, huh? Agent, still a dick, huh? <laughs> All right. I was going to go with Nicole, but I mean, you know, however. Come on, be nice. Do the whole introduction. <laughs> she is the. Ironborn, Warden of Comic Cons, and Goddess of Geekdom. Okay. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I'm sitting here trying to give her a compliment, and she starts talking shit. That's so fucked up. Hey. You asked me to come back to the show. I wasn't going to No, you begged us. You bribed me with pizza. I didn't (laughs) give you pizza. You tried to hide my pizza this afternoon. Like... You know, we had this conversation at work the other day because oh, the three of us work together. And, you know, we were talking about how at the Oscars, like the look during the performance of Shallow that oh that Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga shared. And I was like, you know what? Bradley were- Cooper, you know what his wife looked like? His wife looked like Bradley was sleeping in the guest house that night. And Ashley's like, no, no, that they're just like really good friends and. Nicole says, no, no, that was acting. I said, bullshit, that's the way I look at pizza. (laughs) So you eye fuck pizza. Pizza, you're so hot. Oh, I just want you in my mouth. For some reason, (laughs) when you... (laughs) 
creepy. He's like, I'm like, eating pizza. Please hold the olive. You know what he would look like? The pizza villain in Star uh, Spaceballs. That's pizza like, the Hut. Pizza, pizza the Hut. Like, that's all I could think of. I'd when eat you eat myself to death? Yeah, eat yourself to death as Pizza the Hut. Or else pizza is going to send out for you. That's what Vinny says. Vinny's the guy that's there. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> today we are talking about the uh, latest in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's actually uh, premiering today. We're all, we've all got our tickets. Ashes and I are going to the uh, dine-in theater. We're getting the uh, special drinks that they have. I think one of them's called like the Supernova. The other one's called the. I think it's like the Mach 3 or Mach 23 or something like that. Uh, probably Mach 3. Mach 23 is probably like a lot. <laughs> Bring well, it on. <laughs> for people who don't know what, what that means, Mach 3 means three times the speed of sound, which is 700 miles an hour. So 2,100 miles an hour. It means three times the Mach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you get mocked three times. like, oh, that's a nice shirt. Oh, did you buy those pants? We'll find them in the trash. And then like probably say something about like, Oh, you have a stupid toothbrush. I don't. I don't know. What? I don't know. Where Where were you even going? I'm with that? mocking people about their toothbrush. Uh, anyways, what are we doing? So we are talking about uh, Carl Danvers. I think that's his name. Carl. 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 Uh, you were supposed to like get all mad and be like, "It's not Carl, it's Carol," and I was gonna be all Listen, like, "Listen, I'm eating thin mint, so it's mellowing me out." I was gonna be all like, "Oh, well, you know, what are you gonna say that there's a girl leading a Marvel movie that don't doesn't happen?" Well, I mean, it Listen, doesn't. Listen, don't get me started. I mean, first of all, it's about damn time. Oh yeah, that and Marvel we'll, jumped on board with the. And we'll talk. I have a. I have opinions. Feelings. Yeah, you know why? And I'm just going to get it out of the way right now. Black Widow's been in the, the MCU for like mm-hmm. seven years. Not only that, she has a very interesting backstory. Yeah, well, if they didn't make Red Sparrow with, uh, <laughs> what the fuck's her name? Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer, I was going to say Aniston, and I knew that was wrong. <laughs> yeah. With Jennifer Lawrence, Senior which is essentially... Her, it's the exact same thing. It's, it's yeah. her fucking backstory. Yeah. Like, that's what kind of pissed me off. It's like, oh, are you going to see Red Sparrow? Oh, you mean the Black Widow solo movie that they never made? I'm actually kind of excited that it's not Black Widow. Like, I, no offense to ScarJo. Like, I don't really like ScarJo. I mean, the Black Widow story is interesting. But if you're going to do it right, do it with someone that is not capitalized on sexuality as much as, like, ScarJo and, like, how she dresses. I mean, like, that's part of who she is in throughout the comics, but I feel like if you're going to lead the next phase into phase four in the MCU, do it with someone that is so relatable to everybody in many ways. Yeah, hold, 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 hold up a second. Because what's one of the biggest memes going around with... You know, you're talking about sexualization. What's one of the biggest memes going around with with uh, uh, I almost called her fucking Captain Planet, Captain <laughs> Marvel, Captain Planet. Ooh, look, Spider Man has a nicer ass than Captain Marvel, well, and they I have to, again, I've never like, seen that. You haven't that's... seen that? It's everywhere. listen. I've been off social media for reasons because I don't want a situation where I'm in your position and something gets spoiled for me. 
Because people are... Get- I don't think that's a spoiler. No, no. Everyone knows Tom Holland has a great ass. <laughs> no, I know he does. I mean, you saw him in lip sync. I was just going to say, we all see that lip sync battle. And he knows how to move that ass. I would gladly is- stand under his umbrella. He is a gymnast. Ella. Ella. A. 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 Um, but no, but, but I mean, like, that. that also lends itself to the controversy that's going on right now where, you know, uh, people... Trolls, for lack of a better word, went on to Rotten Tomatoes and gave it a horrible, like, pre-viewing score or whatever the hell it was called. Um, You know, people are talking down on it without even seeing it. And if you're going to sit there and criticize her for how she looks, fuck you. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. you. First of all, Brie Larson is gorgeous. But aside from that, it's not so much her appearance as what Captain Marvel stands for. And the fact that her ass, her flat ass, whatever you want to call it, is going to save the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, boom. There you go. Mic drop, motherfuckers. But I just, I, I th- feel like people are, are harping on things that are so insignificant. Correct. Like, it's not about what she looks like. It's not about... She's not smiling you know, enough. And I love the fact that, she, you know, her costume is... Like, it, it serves a purpose. Well, I mean, all like, of them do. Like, that's what I was going to say. Right, we, but but I mean, like, it's not, you know, it's... Captain Marvel is not there as, you know... She, she's not here for your entertainment. Yeah, I mean, but, obviously, she, you're going to be entertained watching her, but she's not here to entertain you. She's here to kick ass take names and save the fucking yeah, world but none of none of the female characters are really sexualized like that like not anymore no in any of in any no, of the, and, and you know i've movies. noticed that with the um well especially with black panther um and with the most recent uh infinity war you notice that you know scarlett johansson is a little more and and again like i it's a it's it's a rabbit hole if you start this conversation because you know again like I have I have feelings and I have opinions and if you want to be sexual and 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 you know show off you know, do whatever makes you feel comfortable but you know uh, at the same time like I just I hate it when people focus on the way a character looks mm-hmm. and not what a character does I think that's what I'm trying to say you, like you, sorry to to interrupt I, I just at that point i wanted to add on to that ashes is i don't think it actually she could look like it doesn't matter what she looks like it's the fact it's it's just the fact that she's a woman that's leading you know this, right. this franchise it doesn't matter it's it's this like toxic masculinity and what guys think they can hold over women by saying these rude disgusting things you know, no matter if she's the most gorgeous person in the world the, or, or, you know, even the most homely, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. Right, it's, like, it's the fact that they say this to put them down and to make themselves feel better. They would have found anything yeah. wrong with it. It could be the so. most perfect person in the entire world and they'd still have things to say. I mean, it's been going on for she, like this month, she turns 51 in the comic book years of series and they're still struggling with this whole shit. Even in the beginning. And I mean, we'll definitely talk about that, but it's a constant battle and it's always going to be a constant battle, unfortunately. Well, <clears throat> with that being said, I think we should uh, do our getting into character question and save some of this for our, our main discussion because <laughs> we're like getting off the rails quick. So 
Don't we always? But it's not really getting off the rails. I mean, we're talking about our subject, which, you know, is, is better oh, I than know. usual. Usually I mean, we're if like, you get Ashes and I into one room together, our pit, you, we just like tag team and just like knock things out. So it's she's, a- uh, she's the Gloria Steinem to my RBG. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so the um, the question we have this week, and we actually kind of touched on it a little bit, is which character, uh, which Marvel character would you like most to get their own standalone film? I didn't film? know it was Marvel. I thought it was just kind of open-ended when we talked about this, but I can think of something. Hold on. Ashes? Or, I mean, it could just be, you know, a comic book character okay, in good. general. All right. Um, but where, you know, it, it's Marvel. And it's Marvel Marvel's related. a little late to the game. I mean, obviously, DC came out with Wonder Woman a couple of years ago. So, you know, Marvel's a little late to the game when it comes to female-fronted, like, solo movies. Um, my pick is, uh, I, I want a She-Hulk movie. I want She-Hulk. I want it to star Gwendolyn Christie. Oh, my God. And I don't want a love story to be involved in any way. I want it to be a lot of girl power. I want it to be friendship. I want it to be just, you know, a lot of ass kicking and a really good story and really good character development. She's a single female lawyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, she is. I, yeah, she yeah. is. She's and the one Hulk's... of Carol Danvers' like, good friends, too. So. She's, she's right? so, uh, I mean, like, Bruce it would Banner's be a great tie-in between the two movies. Mm-hmm. She, got, you know? she got her powers um, through a uh, blood transfusion. Right, but like it's an interesting backstory, and I feel like they could do a lot with it as far as a movie goes. Yeah. And, you know, because she ties in with a bunch of different storylines... They could bring her, you know, you could do like a Captain Marvel She-Hulk. You could do, you know, She-Hulk with Avengers. You could do, you could do so many things. There's, there's a Fantastic lot of... Fantastic Four. There's a lot of possibilities for this character. So she could lend herself to, you know, multiple different storylines. I feel like it would be worth it to, you know, put a standalone movie out there, have an origin movie, and then put her in all of these different things. And yeah, I want Gwendolyn Christie to play her because Gwendolyn Christie is a badass and, you know, she's proven herself as Captain Phasma and especially as Brienne of Tarth. And I, think, I love her and I think she would be perfect. Well, it would also be uh, a good way to set up like a counter to the DC Birds of Prey movie where you get mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, Gamora and Nebula and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Scarlet Witch. I always screw up and say like Scarlet Witch and Scarlet Widow. Because it's Scarlett Johansson. There's too many Scarlets. <laughs> you know, get like you know, uh, you know the the, the all girl team up. A Force. Yeah, that just yep. came out a couple of years ago in the comics. So do you have do you have somebody you still need to think? Because I know exactly. What Go I'm ahead. Uh, for me, I'm a big fan of you know the cosmic side of uh, of Marvel. Um, you know, we get to see a little bit of that with the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, we got a little bit of the sneak peek in that with. Uh, even Thor to a lesser extent. So for me, one of my favorite characters growing up was uh, Norrin Rad, the Silver Surfer. I would love to see a fucking oh, Silver Surfer great. movie because that could tie in, you know, Galactus and the Fantastic Four. And like, there's so many great things you could do with with uh, the cosmic side. You know, Adam Warlock, which we saw in the uh, well, end credits yeah. of uh, Guardians 2. So... That's my pick. Is I would love to see a, a Silver Surfer standalone movie, or even just drop him in. Like I don't care if they drop him into the the new movie, like Infinity War, like because 
him and Thanos go back and forth so often, you know, and then you have the Heralds of Galactus, you know, you have him and, and Terax and Morg and Starfire and like, yeah, they're, they're just badass. Isn't there a character called Cersei too? There is, but I think she's a celestial or part of, part of that. Like, I don't, I don't she's not a celestial. I think she's like, uh, one of the Eternals. Um, but it's C I R C E is the name of her, uh, is, is how she spells her name. I don't know a lot about her. Like I'm aware of her, like that she's a character, but I don't, I don't know much about her, but yeah, I, in the comics, the celestials generally don't take, at least from my understanding, they were just like these giant cosmic beings. They didn't like turn into Kurt Russell and like have kids. They were just like giant cosmic beings, like um, the scene in the first Guardians movie when they bring the the Power Stone mm-hmm. to the Collector and they show like that giant guy holding the staff and he slams the staff down and destroys a planet. That's how they always depicted the Celestials in the comics. You know, very sim. You know, a similar like armor design as like Galactus, but. Yeah, she's she might be an eternal or one of the other because externals. Like that, yeah, like something like that. That would be a really cool storyline to follow too. And I mean, to make into movies and introducing the Kree and the you know the uh, the Skrulls, and then you could introduce the Shi'ar with X Men. Like mm-hmm. the the there's a lot of interconnected stories that you could go with. Like once this Phase Four thing starts, Agent Nicole, how about you? Okay, um, so I'll go with the villain. Nice. And it sucks that, like, the Fantastic Four kind of fucked him over, but I would like to see Dr. Doom. I almost said Dr. Doom. <laughs> it's just, I mean, Julian McMahon was, like, he had that evil look, and I enjoyed oh, it. Oh, wasn't he the hottie from Nip Tuck? And, Ch- and um, Charmed, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just, I really enjoyed, <laughs> Patsy's just shaking his head, like, oh, No, God. no, because I, I, I've been thinking, I was thinking about this earlier, you know who would be a Perfect Doctor Fucking Doom. Who? Christoph Waltz. Oh my God, that's a bingo! It, all he would have to do is play like his that's Hans Lingo. Because Doctor Doom is like this sophisticated, like badass, but also like super scary and menacing. Yeah. Like if you just look at the opening scene from Inglorious Bastards, mm. where he's talking to the the the, the French guy at the mm. farm. Yes. I I just think, you know, we've always had superhero films and it's always the superhero, like the protagonist. For once, I kind of wanted to change it up and do like an evil guy. Why not? Right. And not like the kind of like, uh, I guess you can argue that Venom was because Venom is technically a a villain. I didn't see it. But he's kind of. They make him an anti-hero. Yeah, yeah. kind of like a Deadpool. Like, okay, yeah, you know, like he Deadpool, fights Punisher, Wolverine, everyone. Um, so they kind of made him like so he wasn't really he was a likable bad guy. Yeah, yeah. It would be really cool to see like a an actual like villain origin story. Yeah, and, to see you know, from the, the other perspective. Well, I mean, yeah. we're getting that later this year with the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie, which I'm still kind of fifty fifty on. Like, I don't. See, the problem with, like, See, a villain origin story and the problem I have with a Joker origin story is 
part of like the mystique as to who he is. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah like mm-hmm. you don't want to know too much about him. Yeah. With certain guys, Doctor Doom, well documented. His history is well documented. Yeah. You know, Galactus, Magneto, guys like that. Those would be great. Like a Magneto backstory with Michael Fassbender. Oh, yes, please. Like that would mm-hmm. be great. Yeah. Um, you know, and one of the things I love about the Dark Knight series, especially Heath Ledger playing the Joker, is that he gave a backstory, but like every time he told it, he told it differently. Well, yeah. so you from know, the comics. right? But like you, you know that he's lying. He even says uh, at one point, you know, if I'm going to have a past, I'd prefer it to be multiple choice. And even he <laughs> says, like, I don't know what my origin is. Like, he never really. I just feel like, <clears throat> and like, not to just get off topic too much, but like. How already, dare you? <laughs> it's more towards about like Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger being the Joker. Is it was done correctly the first time? Why mess with perfection? Because that's I what mean, they, they that's, do. I know, but it's just like it's, Do you know how many Jokers there have been? Oh, I am aware. Like I thought that uh, Jack Nicholson played it to perfection. I love. Jack well, I mean, and it, again, it's it's all context. You know, Jack Nicholson played it really well in that context yeah. for that movie. You know, and Heath Ledger, thing you know, played it really well in that context for that movie. Fucking Mark Hamill does an excellent job voicing the Joker <laughs> in the, you know, animated. The covers. only bad Joker is Jared Leto there. I said it because that <laughs> no, was I fucking agree. terrible. It was, I agree. Upon upon further um Research. I, I agree with that. I defended, well, I defended him initially. Put it this I, way. I, I, put it this way. Since we it saw back. it in the theater, how many times have you even considered rewatching Suicide Once Squad? Is enough. None. I, I haven't. Right. How many times have you seen The Dark Knight? Uh, a lot. How many times have you seen? I think, actually, I think I saw it twice in the theater. To I be saw honest it with three you. times in the theater. <laughs> I brought Taco Bell in one time. Oh How many times have you seen the 1989 Batman? Oh God, um, it, my dad times. loved it. That was a good one. That was that was one of my dad's like favorite mm-hmm. movies. Like he watched it a lot. And, so. and there you go. Like no, <laughs> well, but I mean, like Suicide Squad, a lot lends. I mean, and I'll probably check it out. Again, because I, I have the I, extended the th- cut. We've had it for a year and a half, and I haven't watched it yet. Well, but. We also haven't watched a lot of things, but that's just that, that, that's a different story. <laughs> I do want um, to check it out. But, you know, I, I would I would give it another chance. I had fun with it in the theater, but it's not something that, you know, as soon as I watched it, I, I wanted to tell all my friends, you know. I just remember like, watching it and then walking out like, wow, I just wasted my credits for this shit. <laughs> Which is sad to say. We weren't thrilled. I was not happy. Yeah, you know, like I was, I was, I don't know. I, was I got a keychain, which was nice. But... Oh, that's fun. But yeah. you know, it's it's fine. So, <clears throat> we want to know what you guys think. Like, what would you like? Who's a, a character that you would uh, that you would want to see a, a solo film for? You know, is it somebody that ex- you know? Is it one that exists already? You'd like to see redone? Is it? You know, maybe somebody that hasn't even been introduced yet. Like, would you want to see a new, you know the new Wolverine? Like, whoever they decide to cast in you know Phase Four, would you want to see a new Wolverine uh, origin story, or you know a new Batman origin story, or are you done with origin stories? You just kind of want to drop people in and give like a little bit of flashback, kind of like they do with Bucky Barnes. Because if you think about it, Captain America: The First Avenger was. Bucky's origin story and then they touched on it briefly in Winter Soldier and Civil War 
and like okay that's enough like every character you know civil war was also uh Fal- or not civil war second the second one winter soldier was yeah. also falcon's backstory um an x-men with different mutants would be awesome too uh, because there are i was just gonna say uh, dazzler a lot I, of people want dazzler and then lady lady gaga, gaga as yes dazzler. oh yeah. my god bring it on bring I, it on i said uh um Actually, our buddy uh, Brandon Powers, who's going to be on the show in a few weeks, um, actually, you know, was asking people, like, who would you cast? And uh, I said uh, one of a friend of the show, uh, Paulina Laurent from Megalodon and Triassic World. I said her as Jubilee because I think she could pull it off. She definitely has the look for it. But there are a lot of other mutants out there. And in my research for... Like Captain Marvel and other things, mm-hmm. you know, it'll also pop up like, oh, you also might be interested in this character and mm-hmm. this character. And so I click on it and there are a lot of different mutants out there that seem so freaking cool that yeah. they haven't even introduced. Well, like, some are too powerful. Mentioned. Some are too powerful for the Marvel Universe and they can't handle them. Like Apocalypse, they, they handled that so poorly. But what I'm saying is, though, I mean, but there are ones that they could easily like put into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, yeah, guys like Gambit? Movies about, um, you know, just to give us something different. I'm kind of sick of the same old characters at this point. Yeah, do like kind of what they did with like the Hulu TV show or not, maybe it is Hulu, like the Runaways. Just gra- grab like a bunch of... Well, I mean, even taking a, a team it. like the Guardians of the Galaxy that mm-hmm. nobody, like, there's a team called... Uh, the Star Jammers. Yep, which Carol Danvers. And the Star Jammers, of. like, their leader is a guy named Corsair, who is... This sounds like an 80s, like, pop group. The mm-hmm. Star Jammers. Well, that's... Uh, that's... Cyclops' dad. <laughs> like, it is. Like, that's Cyclops' dad. And... Bifocals? Yeah. <laughs> Biclops! No, like, Cyclops and uh, um, Havoc. That's their, that's their dad right there. Yeah. But... You know, so that's kind of cool. You know, you know, throw that, you know, throw something like that in there, and it expands the the cosmic universe. I mean, I think people have had enough of the same superheroes. I'm mean, like, how many Spider Man movies? I mean, are like, there? it's been ten plus years at this point of building up to this, you know, th- th- this one twenty films, clima- you yeah, know, cl- climactic characters. end. You know, I think we're all ready to just let some characters retire, and I think the actors are ready to I mean, let the, some of these characters I mean, that's retire what's too. Happen with Phase Four is like you're you're weaning out the originals with new people to take the mantle and move on and bring new adventures and bring new ideas and new stories and new villains. Because I swear to God, if they released another Iron Man solo movie, I'd probably roll my eyes. (laughs) Like, oh my God. That's not how you talk to my dad about like that. Like, don't insult the Iron Man. (laughs) (laughs) Not talking about your dad. So I think with uh, with that being talking said, about Robert Downey Jr., I'm not sick of him. I'm just sick uh, of, of of Iron Man. Yeah, so Robert Downey Jr. can do whatever yep, he so wants. So let's take a quick break, <laughs> so we can get into our actual discussion because we do have a time limit on on these episodes today. We're fine. I'm just saying we're good. So let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get into our main Captain Marvel discussion. 
Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and trick-or-treat radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Okay. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Fueled by tacos, beer, and Bloody Marys, the only show featuring baby Jesus with a nail gun, the pride of PA, and the show with the eye of the tiger, ladies and gentlemen, Punch Farm. Hey, this is Mark from Punch Farm. I'm here with Mark Dose. Hello. I'm here with Alicia. Hello. I'm here with Nikki. Hey. Join us every Monday as we talk about life, tacos, beer, and movies. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and PunchFarm.com. Keep on punching! <laughs> There's uh, there's stuff going on in the background that you just do not want to know. I may have to go live again just to. Uh, Why not? Keep people. We were talking about things that we. So down. this is before like movie theaters got really cool with all of their snacks and the dining in you know theaters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that we would sneak into movie theaters. Yeah, Nicole snuck in a hibachi and forty two pounds <laughs> of brisket. <laughs> You know that's what I do, man. Go big or go home. They were like, "You can't do that here." They're like, "You can't do that here," and she's like, "I brought enough for everybody." (laughs) Let me do some tricks with Thaya. Thaya. She chopped up the onion, made a little onion volcano, and set it on fire. Squirt sake into people's mouths. Saki to me. No. no, I just had a thought in my head. You keep the thought into your You head. haven't seen uh, uh, that movie, uh, Full Metal Jacket. I have not seen that movie. But, you know, she said Saki, and the first thing I thought of was, Saki, Saki, he loved you long time. <laughs> okay. That's from that movie. So, so, today we're talking about Carol Danvers, uh, formerly known as Ms. Marvel, now Captain Marvel, not to be confused with Shazam, who is a different Captain Marvel, Yeah. also not to be confused with uh, Maria Rambo, who mm-hmm. is a different Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. 
but is in this movie. Yeah. We are talking about the Carol Danvers character that is going to be portrayed by Brie Larson. What? What? And uh, who was already in a movie with Tom Hiddleston and Sam Jackson. Uh, King Kong. Yes. Skull Island. Kong Skull Island. Not to be confused with, who is the one I thought the other? Allison Brie. I didn't know who that was. Allison yes. Brie from Community. Glow. Yeah, I didn't know who that was. Um Madden. Also, not to be confused with Blake Lively, because I tend to confuse her, too, because I don't know who anybody and is Naomi anymore. Naomi Watts and Sienna Miller. <laughs> yeah. Sienna Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Naomi Watts and Sienna Miller are not the same person. <laughs> Just letting you know. callbacks. <laughs> so. Episode. What was your first? Like, I uh, we're going to come to Agent Nicole last because she's probably got the most to say. But, you know, as we always do, like, what was your first exposure to Captain Marvel, Ashes? Um, when the post-credit scene for Infinity, Infinity War. War, when, I'm, I'm sure we all, this isn't a spoiler, I'm sure we've all seen Infinity War. If you haven't, please block your ears for the next 10 seconds. It's on Netflix. Uh, yeah, it's on Netflix. Check it out. It's really good. I have it um, on Voodoo. The end credit scene where Nick Fury goes to, before he disappears, goes to contact Captain Marvel. And all you see is her like sigil mm-hmm. on... His, like, beeper or whatever it is. Can we just, for a moment, talk about how sweet it is that Samuel L. Jackson is Nick Fury. His last thought before he gets (laughs) dusted is of his mother. (laughs) What? He says, says, mother. Mother. Just like Rob Stark. Mother. Um... So, yeah, and, and uh, there was some speculation before that. I think we knew there was a Captain Marvel movie coming out. Yeah. In between the two, there was some speculation that Captain Marvel would have a big role in either both movies or either movie. Um so, yeah, that was my first exposure to her. Actually, no, I take that back. My first exposure to Captain Marvel was a couple of Christmases ago because <laughs> I knew Agent Nicole loved Captain Marvel so much. I found her one of those little Funko rock candy figures say, of Captain Marvel. I and that. I was like, oh, she looks like fun. <laughs> so that was my first exposure to her. Thank you, Funko. My first exposure... To Captain Marvel, because I just don't know much about this character, so I'm kind of glad we're covering before we uh, we see the movie. And again, this is why we do this, because, you know, if people don't know about a character, we want to talk I'm about I'm raising them. my hand. Yeah, I learned so much today. I'm so excited. <laughs> the first thing, you know, and shout out to Stephanie Wiley, because I, I think this might be her first exposure to uh, to Captain Marvel as well. I might be wrong. Um, the X-Men animated series when it shows Rogue stealing her powers because mm-hmm. that's how Rogue got all her ability to fly and uh, all the, you know, the super strength and all that. She took all of Carol Danvers' powers and put her in a fucking coma for decades. That yeah. bitch. Yeah, that's why that meme going around where it's... Uh, I saw that meme. It was, uh, it's... It's uh, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel saying, are you going to be a problem? And then it's, instead of the old lady that gets punched in the face on the bus, they superimposed uh, Anna Paquin's face on her. And it says, bitch, I might be. 
Okay, now that makes sense. Yeah. Now so, it's funny. He was showing this to me earlier, and I'm like, uh, I okay. thought you knew that in your <laughs> no, research. No, no. So yeah, Rogue Rogue stealing her powers in the animated X Men series from the the early '90s is my first exposure, and really all I know about that character. Uh, I mean, like I, you know, a little bit from what I've gathered from like trailer breakdowns and like a couple of uh, you know YouTube comic story breakdowns. Yeah. Like I don't know much about her other than she was a uh, uh, she was leaving on a jet plane and don't know when she'll be back again. I know she has a cat and that makes me really excited <laughs> because we'll I'm a cat, cat lady and we cat ladies need to stick together. Her cat's <laughs> name is Mittens and his breath smells like cat food. <laughs> okay, Ralph. So, uh, Agent Nicole, take it away. So. <coughs> Oh, my God. You had one job. Just <laughs> right. be ready. Okay. So, uh, yeah, just a couple of questions. So, yeah, your first exposure to Captain Marvel mm-hmm. and kind of like a, a, a part B, why do you love her so much? <laughs> Call her Dunkin' Donuts because she's coffee. Uh, <sighs> don't you miss this? <clears throat> no. <laughs> I miss you. Aww. And I miss Wolfie. I, I miss love you, too. Um, so... I might have mentioned this when when I was hosting with you guys, but I used to do a role playing game and it was like superheroes and I was looking for new characters and this is probably 2014-2015 and I was looking for female characters because I wanted to do something different and I love and I still love Agent Carter and I knew that Agent Carter wasn't going to last for a long, wasn't going to last. Like her TV show's gone and everything. And so I wanted to look for some, somebody that was different and someone that not a lot of people know because everybody knows Spider-Man and Batman and all these true iconic characters. And I just wanted to be a little bit different And to find somebody that not a lot of people know and just start from the beginning and, like, really root hard for them. And so I stumbled upon, um, and we'll talk about the writer, uh, Kelly Kelly Sue uh, DeConnick, um, her series of the relaunch of Captain Marvel in 2012. And I just started reading it, and I just absolutely fell in love with this character. And then as I learned about her stories in the past and how... She made it 50 years and all the stuff that she's been through. It's just like this. It was like breathing a new fresh air into my reality and my life. And like how the like how her story has evolved as time has changed in reality as well with different movements and, you know, the civil rights movement and the feminist movements and all sorts of stuff and just learning that there's so much history to Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel and Carol Danvers and it it was just it was just so nice to see someone that wasn't brought into this world because they were rich or they just was so physically strong or was a god it was just something different and then for your second part is so Kelly Kelly Sue uh, Deconic created, uh, she mentioned this in a podcast called Women of Marvel. And she was talking about how she used to be in the Kiss Army growing up. And so she wanted to kind of create a community for people who were basically like a new step of feminism and like Mm -hmm. 
the Carol Corps is such a strong, strong group of just fans who will welcome anybody who are against misogynists and who are looking to go forward and accept people. And it's just to support characters that are female characters that are in the science fiction and are trying to change, you know, history and be feminine, deal with feminism. And uh, DeConnick is such a huge feminist as well. Like she has written Bitch Planet, which is basically a feminist manifesto. And she's, she's like a driving force into the new generation of feminism. And from my experience on like Twitter and Instagram and Tumblr, like the community, the, the like the Carol core is just, everyone is so welcoming. And, you know, she said like, it's not an identity. It's just a part of your identity. Like we can all say like, I'm in part of like Ravenclaw and you're Slytherin. It's kind of like, it's just a part of who we are. And like Mm -hmm. to be a part of a fan base that is just more than a fan base. It's, kind of like we're all supporting each other through these hard times and to follow a leader that's you know stronger and believes more and who you know if you fall down she gets right back up because it's not just because it's the right thing to do it's basically fuck you I can do I can get up from anything and prove you wrong and do better and work harder and it's just that community kind of made me love Captain Marvel more because it was just isn't just more than a character. It's just a community behind it for someone who is bringing so much to the table, especially with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And in my research, I can definitely, I, I can see a shift between the old Miss Marvel, Captain mm-hmm. Marvel, and the new, I usually call it rebirth of, of yeah. Captain Marvel. Um the storyline is taking a, a different turn and they're utilizing her in a different way. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot more impact. I mean, like she's, she's an empowering character to begin with, mm-hmm. but it seems like her storyline and, and the way the character is being developed over the past few years, she's even more empowering mm-hmm. and even more just, inclusive yeah and i can see why people would be drawn to this character yeah it when she and we'll talk about like the history and everything but like in the beginning when um uh gene coleman and roy thomas was creating this character with captain marvel marvel the original guy um they included carol danvers as just kind of like a sidekick kind of like hey like this this person who was a badass to begin with. Like she wasn't, they weren't going to make her a love interest for Captain Marvel, but it eventually went down that road. But she was an officer in the air force and she mm-hmm. had people working under her. And like, she was an empowered woman. And this is 1986, uh, 80, no 68, sorry, 68. Um, when they brought Cap, uh, Carol Danvers in, right when the big, the second wave of feminism and the women's movement was happening. And then in 1977, right around the end of the movement, they came with Miss Marvel, which Miss comes from, I told you this earlier, came, comes from kind of a homage to Gloria Stein. Oh God, I can't think of her. Steinem. Steinem. Frankenstein. Frankenstein, yes. <laughs> of her like m- magazines that she had written around that same time. 
So they always envisioned her to be a strong character because Marvel Comics was going through that whole um, progression, like, you know, dealing with racism and dealing with all sorts of stuff. And Miss Marvel, she, Carol Danvers, leaves the Air Force to do become a magazine editor and she was dealing with misogynism and dealing with the the same things that we are still dealing with today and then it just kind of got bad because then they play like the damsel in distress and they lost focus with her and then the 80s happened and then there was and we'll talk about this really horrible storyline that is probably it one was of the very yeah from what i understand it was quite controversial it was it's probably one of the controversial things that happened in, in all comic book history and then they had to re- That's a bold statement it it is it is but like from what i understand like it was it, for lack of better words it was fucked up and they had to have an old a person that used to write for Captain Marvel changed her identity and everything and like because Marvel knew that they fucked up Mm -hmm. and they had to change it and they the reason why Carol Danvers loses her power is because of the what they were trying to kind of modify or just trying to erase that that history that had happened and so they changed who she was and then like the 90s happened and then you get civil war in the comics where captain uh, miss marvel plays such a huge role and then they realize civil war 2 well civil, this is before civil war 2 the first one because she does play a huge role and she was on the wrong side she's with civil war 1 and 2 she's always been on the wrong side but she had her reasons and so when she was miss marvel a lot of people realized hey the real miss marvel is coming back the person that we were in love with the one who didn't give a shit who you are just because you're a guy and I can do better than you or I can be just as good as you that attitude was there and like a lot of people were so happy to have that back and then um Steven Wacker who is um Marvel's VP I know you're laughing but the VP yeah (laughs) the VP for a lot of the comics wanted to give Carol a new life, a new fresh air. And that's when the 2012 um, new series with Kelly Sue DeConnick and the amazingness of revamping and making her from just because they wanted, because Carol wanted to be the sidekick of Captain Marvel. Now she can follow in her former hero and become an own, her own hero and become mm-hmm. her hero for young girls. So, it's a lot. She's been through so much in 51 years. And for someone who has dealt with anxiety and PTSD and all alcoholism and has done been through torture and kidnapping, it's like it's you take all that past and pain and you turn it turn a tragedy into a uplifting using that like you have that chip on the shoulder and kind of just using that pain to force you to keep going. And that's what Carol Danfors really like stands to right now. Yeah. She is one of those characters that's, it's very polarizing. Mm -hmm. Um, And like most characters, she's undergone a lot of different iterations throughout her history. I mean, that's, I mean, as the times change, so to do the, lenses through which we see our different media 
um, you know, even if you're telling the same story, like, you know, one of the things I like to look at is, um, you know, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That movie's been made repeatedly, mm-hmm. but every time it's got a slightly different tone on it. Yeah. You know, like when the one that came out in the 50s, it was more, you know, it was during the Red Scare and it was like, oh, no, assimilation, like this loss of self. You know, when it came out in the 70s, it was, you know, it had a completely different tone to it. So there's... There's the way that the character is portrayed, like when she first came out, but there are the elements of her that have remained the same. You know, so like the fact that she's a badass, you know, Air Force pilot, you know, ranking officer, she's never lost that. And not only that, her becoming, you know, her her transformation from Miss Marvel to Captain Marvel, Mm. once upon a time, being called Miss was a big thing yeah i'm not talking like miss m-i-s-s i'm talking about capital m lowercase s period Mm -hmm. because you were either a miss m-i-s-s or a missus yeah you weren't a miss yeah so that's where that you know gloria steinem homage Mm -hmm. feminism we're gonna call her ms marvel and you know that that was groundbreaking that was that was so unheard of and yeah. so scandalous and and just shocking um whereas now we know her as captain marvel mm-hmm. that is scandalous and groundbreaking and shocking because she's no longer ms marvel because we don't find that shocking anymore no. i mean even though sometimes we still have to differentiate between mrs and and and, and ms you yeah. know uh that's not that that's not we we don't we don't look at that and think oh my god Mm -hmm. like this is this is revolutionary but looking at captain marvel Mm -hmm. because you hear captain marvel you think oh it's a it's a male superhero well no it's not it is not so not anymore no not anymore but wasn't he captain marvel well yeah his name was marvel like that was his name but even shazam was captain marvel prior to that um but marvel sued and said you can't It'd be like if, you know, all of a sudden there was an Avenger Oh, you mean like named- DC Universe well, yeah, yeah. DC was Captain to, Marvel? Yeah, yeah. Oh. they used to have that from oh. Boston Comics. They took it from Boston Comics, and then they didn't use it for many years, and so Boston Comics merged with Marvel, and then that's when Marvel really copyrighted and trademarked it, and that's when Captain Marvel of DC became Shazam. Yeah, because it would be like if, you know, there was suddenly an Avenger named, you know, Dr. DC... It, it, yeah, no, I, I get, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. We'll, I mean, we'll get more into that in a few weeks, but yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> what are some of your thoughts on, you know, like we know what her power is. You know, she she can, uh, she has the ability to go binary which is kind of like her final but we don't know that see that's something that i learned and that's something that i kind of want to touch base on is how did carol danvers become (laughs) miss marvel become captain marvel okay so there's there's two versions of this so so let's backtrack to who carol danvers is so carol danvers she's actually for us, is a uh, New Englander. She's from Massachusetts, from Beverly, Massachusetts. What, what? It would have been better if she was from Danvers. 
I know. What about Carol Danvers from Danvers? It just worked out that way. <laughs> Carol Malden. So there's two. So I'll talk about the original way or the original storyline, and I'll talk about the newer one. So Carol Danvers, she comes from this family. Her father is very mis- misogynistic, very. I wouldn't say abusive, but they will use that word abusive in the new origins of Captain Marvel from 2018. But so Carol um, has two younger brothers. She's always kind of try to prove her father wrong. Her father believed that women should stay home and cook. Didn't believe college was a waste of time. Yes. (laughs) So her father could only afford for one child to go to college and so instead of Carol, who was exceeding through everything, acing everything, he picked his the younger child. So that's when basically... Was that a son, yes. by the way? Oh, she had yeah. two brothers. Mm-hmm. And so basically, Carol was like, well, fuck you. I'm going to go and make a life, a career in the military. Her father was a Navy, so she went to Air Force, and she ranked a colonel in the Air Force. For a very young age because she accelerated and she worked through everything and she was a fighter pilot and she went through all that. She was introduced to um, Captain or Marvell and was he had taken up an identity and she was kind of like, he's a little weird. I'm going to keep an eye on him. And so she continued to and uh, I believe it was issue 18 in the Captain Marvell um series they there was like a huge explosion and there's this thing called psyche magnetron where it was basically kind of like a wishing well and she wanted to be just like captain marvel and so she to the wishing well or the magneton felt her presence and during that explosion she became part kree and that's how she gained the powers through that for the new one that um, Margaret Stowe, who did the books of uh, Black Widow, like the like kind of like chapter books recently, she came in tw- uh, July of 2018, did a short series called The Life of Captain Marvel. We learned that Captain Marvel, Carol's father, was very abusive, meaning that she was mistreated as a child. You kind of see some of that in the comics. Um, her father had passed away. So and she goes home and she deals with that whole unspoken abuse in the family. Like it's such a hush hush kind of thing. And her brother gets in an accident. And so she's dealing with all these pains and she finds some uh, secret device and accidentally activates it because she sees like love letters that her father has fat like had written. And she believed that her father had an affair. And we find out that her mother is actually a Cree warrior. So she is so physically like she was human. She's half human and half Cree. And so her her the beacon comes down, has been alerted. And so the Cree is trying to take over Earth. And so her mother had been trained as a warrior to protect, protect and all that. And she happened to fall in love with a human. And so Carol was like, how come my life was so miserable? Because her mom wanted to give her a normal life. But unfortunately, like she can't, her, her mother could have killed the father easily. But, you know, it just happened that way. 
and I mean the story is so good but it's just it's so sad and it's so relatable for a lot of people and so there's that whole backstory too so I'm not really sure how they're going to do it with the movie I'm thinking it's going to be the first one but maybe there will be some reason why she might have it in her bloodstream I know with the explosion from the original story it is talked about in the new origins where she was in an explosion and apparently like the Cree in her was awoken I don't know if they'll do that considering they just did that with Guardians 2 yeah so I don't I don't know I know that they they might just take it in a totally different direction yeah all new well they're all so basically with the movie they consulted and had Kelly Sue DeConnick as a person that they use as a reference a lot and basically uh kelly sue was so influential in the process of writing the story and was very like you have like they wanted to make sure that the story was told the way that kelly had had presented to the world in 2012 and so they're going to go with probably the first way where an explosion happened she becomes part cree and like this is where ronan the accuser comes along because ronan kind of um, in the in the Miss Marvel in that whole series, Miss Marvel and Cap and Carol Danvers don't know that they're existing at the same time. She blacks out when the other person comes out, kind of like the Hulk. Yep, and then Ronan the Accuser actually melds them together. So then she realizes I'm also Captain Marvel, or I mean Miss Marvel, and I'm Carol Danvers at the same time. I'm thinking that's what they're gonna do in this film. Ronan the Accuser sounds like a terrible name, just as an aside. Like, he seems like the guy's like, you ate my lunch. Well, you forget. took my phone. He definitely doesn't know how to dance, so. so like, he's just going to run around, like, accusing people of stuff. Mm-hmm. So can you explain? So binary is, it's a power of hers, but mm-hmm. it's almost like she becomes another being. Uh, yeah, so. So the whole binary situation, and then we'll talk, and I should backtrack with the whole, what I said earlier about the whole scandal. So in Avenger, uh, let me, I have this written down. Let me quickly, quickly get to it. It happened in the 80s, October 1980. Avengers number 200. Um, This is a very controversial storyline where, Miss Marvel becomes pregnant and the team is like, how the hell did she get pregnant? Like, this is something that's really kind of strange. And so, and within the span of 24 hours, she goes from like being pregnant to delivering a child and that child becomes a human instantly, like grown, like, um, oh my God. (laughs) Um, anyways, sorry. I don't know where that came from. All right. Um, goes from i can't even look at the screen right now um they you can't even delete it uh so (laughs) there's a there's a doings of transpiring in the studio okay um so but anyways the binary yeah so this is where chris claymont who used to write for miss marvel exchanges the whole series and all that um so Miss Marvel becomes pregnant. She has a baby. So Marcus, the imposer, imposer, he follows in his father where he tries to make a better life. And he basically takes Captain Marvel because he wants to create new life. He kidnaps her, tortures her. He impregnates her with himself. So then he um, 
basically is born again to a grown adult and tries to brainwash her and make her fall in love and kidnap her and put her in limbo. And um, Carol A. Stickland wrote an article called The Rape of Miss Marvel and made a case that this was pure rape in the comics. And a lot of people were in like absolutely pissed off about it. And Chris Claymont, who prided himself to of Miss Marvel, had to do something and he was doing X-Men at that time. And so that's where the whole rogue stealing Captain Marvel's powers come along and rogue had basically by the influence of mystique was like, I'm going to take her powers and took too much of her powers and erased her whole memories. And so then they take the memories. She gets her memories back, but not everything. She loses all her powers. And, and so she was like a pilot for the X-Men. And then when she, so then, um, they in Uncanny X Men issue uh, one sixty four, they revamp Camp uh, Captain or Carol Danvers into binary, and then there's another whole kidnapping and torture whole thing with the with Carol, where they try to revamp her, change Danvers into an X Men, where she would be on Space Adventures. She was kidnapped and manipulated by the Brood, who chose her because of her unique DNA as a Cree. And her physical abilities and making her very godlike powers and being able to um, take from like a cosmic star and use that as energy and very make her like very godlike. So that's where the whole binary whole situation kind of like a dark phoenix. Okay. And then fans were pissed about that. They didn't like that. That's not the Carol that they know because it made her more vulnerable and using the pain and making her more dangerous than everything they just basically just ruined carol for a lot of people and so then then they had miss marvel and then she was in the mighty avengers and all that whole spiel so there there's a whole binary issue a lot of people hated that so what do you think because um, we want to kind of wrap it up because yeah. i don't want to go through no, I don't. But I mean, like binary has age. kind of become a good thing, though. Yeah. Over time, so like she no longer—it's something within herself, I yeah. believe. Yeah. It's 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 not like her, her final form. Yeah, it's not like her accessing a star and no. gaining its power. It's it's almost like her finding the power within herself, Correct. you know, and and accessing that and being able to 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 put that power mm-hmm. towards something else, yeah. right? Which I'm hoping that's what we see in yeah. the movie, and I think that's what we're going to see. Yeah, I hope and so. I don't well. think it's going to have anything to do with stars or anything celestial. No. I think it's going to have to do with with her accessing this power that she has in herself to become like this, as you said, Patsy, this final form. Well, yeah. I mean, what you know, based on everything that Agent Nicole has been saying throughout the the whole time, I think what we're going to see is that merging of personalities. I mm-hmm. think she's going to have been brainwashed you know we see like you know electricity being zapped through her head now here's a a, a fun little connection mm-hmm. if you rewatch doctor strange mm-hmm. they talk about someone you know 25 year old who has yeah. had brain da- they think they were hit by lightning and has some sort of implant yeah. in their skull mm-hmm they're saying that's 
Carol Danvers because if they if you see like where the thing is where the implant is it's inside yeah. the skull yeah. and then we see her in the in the trailer yeah. getting zapped with electricity mm-hmm. through yeah. her head so and you know 25 years would yeah they had roughly a lot of fit her age ish yeah they wanted to I know that the writers of the film wanted to make sure like that they weren't messing with timelines because at the time that Larson was picked she was 25 and Carol Danvers is so has such a huge military career at such a young age. They wanted to make sure that it was possible, and it was. They did because they, they do refer to her uh, as an Air Force pilot. Yeah, and then to tie in Captain Marvel into like the whole things of the MCU, I believe it's in the first Avengers where um, I think. Tony is talking to Nick Fury and he was like, I thought I wasn't cut out for this. Like, I, why am I the first? And like, I think Nick. He's like, who says you're the first? First, yes. And that, that's where we kind of knew something was kind of, there was somebody else in the background. And I believe that was Captain Marvel. Well, what I was, um, what I was getting to is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, we see that electricity thing mm-hmm. and, you know, I think that's going to affect her memory that, mm-hmm. you know, the Kree are going to do something to her. And I think her doing the 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 binary evolution is going to be like you said you know because we see this this scene in the trailer where you know she's falling on the ground over and over and over through different stages of her life and then it's her getting up and then she has you know shoots energy out of her hands yeah i think that is going to be her realizing you know both sides because even Mm -hmm. as she's talking to nick fury in the trailer she's like she goes, oh, I feel like I can almost remember something. Like, there, I feel like there's more to this. Like, yeah. And I think they're going to use that mm-hmm. you know, that part of the storyline. But I think it's going to be like they did with Infinity War. They're going to keep the spirit of it, mm-hmm. but they're going to change how, uh, how they... Like, the destination will be the same, but the journey will be different. Correct. So in that. the end, you know, the whole thing with Infinity War, just like Infinity Gauntlet, was Thanos snapping his fingers and wiping out half of all life. Mm-hmm. His motivations were different in the comic because people who, like myself, who are huge fans of the comic and of the storyline, they already knew what was going to happen. Yeah. You know, and generally, if you already know what's going to happen, you don't go see a movie unless it's Titanic. <laughs> so you have to have something else going on and... They really pulled the the rug out from everybody because it's like, oh yeah. well, you know, this guy's uh, contract is up, and this guy's contract is up, and this guy's contract is up. It's like, well, we know who's gonna die, and then it's like, <gasps> <laughs> sad face. Yeah. So, I think what we'll do is we'll. Uh, well, I was just gonna say, yeah. do you have any closing predictions for the movie? <laughs> uh, I did have one that I shared with Agent Nicole, and I want to get it on the record that I think one of. Either the mid or end credit scene is going to be her receiving the page from Nick Fury. I feel like that's like obvious. It has to be. Listen, just because you think something is obvious, were you excited when you sat through 10 minutes of credits at the end of Ant-Man to see the goddamn ant playing the drums? <laughs> were you like, all right, we're going to see something. What the fuck is this? <laughs> so don't tell me what's obvious and what's not. Okay. So you'd think that's obvious, but maybe that's how the movie ends. You know, I there. I think that's gonna we're gonna see where has she has been all this. time. Yeah, I I agree with Patsy. I think that's going to be like the final end credit scene yeah. is her receiving the page, phone call, whatever it is 
from Nick Fury mm. and her getting ready to like jump into action. But I think for the movie itself, I think it's going to be a great combination of the older comics mm -hmm. and the newer revamped comics. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's going to meld into something and, and also be something new as well mm -hmm. for, you know, to, to satisfy the readers. Yeah. And I think it's going to meld into something really awesome. And I wouldn't be surprised if we got a, another Captain Marvel movie after this. I hope so. Uh, fun uh, nerd observation. I didn't make this observation. It was made by the uh, new Rockstars guys on YouTube. Go check out their, their trailer breakdowns if you really like the uh, you know in-depth stuff like I do. In the scene where... Uh, in the trailer where uh, Carol and and uh, Nick Fury are just kind of chilling out, relaxing and like getting ready to fly off. Mm -hmm. The instrumentation on the panel inside the jet. Mm -hmm. All the same coordinates from Captain America, the first Avenger. I heard about that. Yeah, that's pretty. So maybe they're going to get the Tesseract. Mm -hmm. That'd be good. Interesting. For me, um, Goose will play a big role, and Goose, unfortunately, in the comics... Goose is loose. Goose is Carol's cat, but in the comics, it's Chewy, and Goose is not really a cat. It's a uh, Fluckin, which is basically... An, uh, excuse me? You can't use that kind of language on cat. this program. He's a Fluckin cat. <laughs> um, he's a Fluckin, and it's basically the cheeks. Um, if you touch it a certain way, it's time travel, and... Um, the cat opens its mouth. It has tentacles that come out. It's so it's a, basically an alien cat. So he's a normal cat. Basically, yeah, basically he's a normal cat. I think we're gonna find out why Nick Fury loses an eye in this, and I think it's gonna do something with the kitty. I don't think it's the cat. That would but be I mean, funny. But I mean, we do. I, I that believe would be we do find out. Well, I mean, why the fuck out? does the cat have its own solo poster? The cat's gonna play a huge role in this damn movie. Well, I mean, it's it's a cat. <laughs> I know, but I mean, like, my it deserves is it's, its own poster because it's, it's the same it's cat, cat from Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like we're gonna find out how Nick Fury loses an eye. Well, I think so well, too yeah, because that's... in a lot of the uh, trailers, he has both eyes, and yeah. I'm like, whoa, hold All on, of the Sam Jackson. Yeah. However, Marvel is known for fucking with you, and yeah. I said this, this is true in the Infinity War. If you remember in the Infinity War, I said Thanos is gonna have all six gems. And like, well, it doesn't show all of them. Like, yep. And Thor Ragnarok didn't show him with one eye either. But I'm wondering if Captain Marvel has to do he with her, with, with with him losing his eye. I think so, too, because I remember, how did you lose your eye? I trusted somebody. And I think he trusted Captain Marvel No, you know what's going to happen? He's going to have an unfortunate bingo accident. <laughs> He's going to be there with her. Or maybe like, it was, I mean, I, we all know, we all I know Chuck troll. And she pulls his eye out and says bingo. And he's like, bitch, that ain't how it works. I also think it might have to do some with with, with Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. We all know that Jude Law, Jude Law mm -hmm. is Marvel in this, so cool. maybe maybe he didn't set out to trust. Maybe it's Ben Mendelsohn. Brie Larson, Captain Marvel. Oh, I heard he's phenomenal in the film. I mean, I don't know. There's there's so many things. I'm, I'm so I'm so. If excited, you love the guys. '90s, you're gonna love it. It takes place in '95, so enjoy all the. I'm totally rides. wearing my tattoo choker. <laughs> so yeah. And it comes I'll out on girl power. And it comes on International Women's Day, which is Holla, wonderful. Girl I'll power. wear my Jenko jeans. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> All right. So, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and uh, take a quick Wait, break. You have Jenkos? I did. 
in high school. Like, were they super wide leg? No, they oh, weren't that bad. Lame. So when we uh, when we come back, uh, we have an announcement. We have some really have fun some stuff, stuff coming up. So uh, we'll be right back. Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. And you are listening to Throwdown Thursday on the Grand Guineal Network. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. With the Agent Nicole song. We're doing the thong removal Oh, my God. You think I forgot? Hell no. So. Oh, the memories. My heart. I hope this has been uh, an informative episode. I was excited to see Captain Marvel before this episode, but, like, I'm so much more excited to see it now. I And I didn't get to say this. I'm, like, I'm beyond excited. I hope that there's maybe an Agent Carter and a Carol Danvers like meetup because at that time uh, Peggy was the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. so I'm hoping that happens like my heart would explode at the theaters but also if you're looking for reading recommendation Kelly Sue DeConnick's series is just where to go if you go back to the stuff you might get angry so I hope that they have that scene and they have Agent Carter and I hope she's a scroll. Oh my god! I fucking lose. I mean, I lost it when I saw the pager uh, with Nick Fury and the end credit with the pager. I like my heart was just. I was already crying because of everything, but I was crying even more when I saw that. So if I that's my please Marvel, just do it for me. Just my heart. I think it's a little late for reshoots. You never know. Wait, it comes out today. I know. So, speaking of Captain Marvel, we have teamed up with our good friends over at Amalgamania. <coughs> and uh, they've put together a little something. And uh, 
they sent over a little message. Uh, Wolfie, if you could play that little message that uh, I forwarded to you earlier, uh, we'll get that out, and then we'll uh, we'll give you some details. Give you the deets. Oh, it's not there. Hello, my name is Ian Wallace, founder and longtime member of Amalgamania. And when I'm not slaying dragons or killing the gods with my bare hands, I'm listening to Throwdown Thursday podcast every Thursday. And this week, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about our getting into character giveaway, where one lucky listener will receive everything they need to start their Captain Marvel collection. So tune in, use your eyes and ears, enjoy the show, and remember to tip your bartenders. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar, that was a mic drop at the end there. For those of you who are unfamiliar, uh, Mr. Ian Wallace joined us for our Black Panther conversation. Correct. For our Pacific Rim conversation. Pacific Rim job, yes. And for our epic Thanos, the Hands of Fate, three-plus-hour Infinity War show. Is there going to be one with I, Avengers? Oh, yeah, Can there I is. be a part of that? Uh, so fucking lootly. <laughs> so that'll put us we at... We will keep your seat warm. That's going to put us at about 10 people now? Oh, my God, again. We have a huge lineup well, for well, this. Wait, wait, we haven't finalized anything yet, but... Um, I'm going to do the same thing I did last time. If I promised you a spot on that show, I'm not, I'm not bouncing anybody. Like... <laughs> But it's, that's a it's a hell of a lineup. It, There's a bunch of somebody's it, coming it, in. Yes, and it's going to be crazy and it's going to be wonderful and we have a lot of uh, a lot of knowledge to drop and a lot of feelings to share. We got a lot of we got a lot of new people. So, so it's going to be feelings. with the exception of Agent Nicole, You're think nobody it's an episode from of Mr. Rogers neighborhood. So <laughs> many feelings. So with the exception of Agent Nicole, nobody from that Infinity War show is coming on. Like, oh my god, I just invited my people. <laughs> I don't fucking care. You you know wait 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 wait. This is your home. <laughs> This is your home. This is where you belong. Like, this is where she comes come when she needs to do whenever laundry. You, <laughs> you know you are more than welcome whenever Aww. you want. That's really what like, it is. I the love equivalent. having you here. I fucking miss you. And we're going to go for drinks soon. All right. So we're just going to hug and snuggle. For we, a need to, we need to get about yes, this contest. <laughs> so. so this contest is crazy. There are so many comics to... Start your Captain Marvel collection to finish your Captain Marvel collection to be your Captain Supplement. Marvel collection. It's like crazy. Like I'm a little jealous. I kind of wish I could uh, participate, but I can't because I'm the host. Just there comes with are. The job. Uh, let's see. I but. have a picture. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. ranging from new to. Uh, one that's a a Ms. Marvel. There's an Avengers. Ooh. I think you, I did see that picture. There's the uh, issue Avengers Annual Town where she loses her powers to Rogue. Yeah, and there's then, some there's what? some there's yeah. some crazy stuff. Like so, we'll post a picture of the uh, the actual prize pack that Amalgamania has put together for us. It's incredible. So first of all, thank you so much to Ian. And everyone at Amalgamania. Justin this Cooper, Taryn Barber. Incredible. They are amazing, amazing people. Now, you may be wondering, Ashes, how can I get my hands on this prize pack? Well, I am going to tell you, you have three chances to win entries on Facebook, 
on Instagram and on Twitter. All you need to do is find the post, follow both Throwdown Thursday and Amalgamania. Now on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, we will provide you with that information. You need to like the post, comment done, and include the hashtag, the goose is loose. (laughs) Hashtag, the goose is loose. If you do all of that for both Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you will earn three entries into this crazy, 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 crazy prize pack. And you and it's not just comics. They're also going to throw a couple other mystery prizes that even I don't know. Now, and, and I don't know if you guys know this, but if you do not follow Amalgamania, they put together. And now, I know I've won a couple of prize packs from them. Patsy has won a couple of prize packs. I from just them. won a Spider-Man art contest where all I did was draw Spider-Man stuff on James Spader and make Spider-Man. I love the Amalgam Beauties contest that they do where yep, the I get to contest. play with makeup. I mean, any excuse to, you know, I need to get this. I really want you've to done. <laughs> you can. You can oh enter. God. You've you've you won wine and makeup. I have won wine. I've won so um, many comics it's and figures. The, this not only is this group so incredibly friendly and knowledgeable and personable and just so much fun, but these people are so freaking nice. Like everyone in the group is just so genuine and so. I, I mean, I, I just just welcoming, just very welcoming to all types of nerdum. And their and their their contests are so easy to enter. Like sometimes it's an art contest. Sometimes it's, you know, they do the Amalgamania show and tell. All you do is take pictures of like your collectibles or your comics or you your know, nerdy like, shirts. Look at my and shit. It's they cool. pick someone and you get pride. Like I won something. Like I was like, hey, here's my Batman stuff, and they're like, hey, you want a prize? It's like what? And then they send it to you. Like, Coop just sent me a whole bunch of Lobo comics. Like, I'm very interested in checking that out. We might have to do an Lobo is a guy Lobo. that we have to talk about. Um, but anyways, yeah. So definitely check out. Look for the post on both uh, on on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. That'll give you three different entries. Just follow the rules. Use the hashtag. The goose is loose. And comment done. And comment done. If you're already, if you already uh, follow Amalgamania at Amalgamaniacs on on uh, Instagram, if you already follow us on social media, that's fine. You know, you don't lose. Well, I mean, yeah. If you already follow everyone, then just like the post, comment done, and make sure you include the hashtag. The goose is loose. That's it. And just make sure that you do that for you know each of the social media platforms that you're on. Yeah, so easy we'll, peasy. And, we'll, and we'll have links, so it'll be very easy. Right, we're going to make this so incredibly easy for you because we want you. To, I mean, technically, I want to win, but we want you to win. But as so. people, as as you sign up, we are going to put your you know your name in to a uh, essentially a random number generator. We'll get everybody's right. names. Yep, and then we will randomly pick. We'll do a a, a live a live uh, YouTube video, and you have until next Thursday. Yes. So next Thursday, Patsy and I are going to go live Yep. and choose the name of the winner of this crazy Captain Marvel prize pack. And then the uh, the good folks over at uh, Amalgamania will be in touch. Get your uh, contact info and uh, 
you know, obviously we'll post it. You know, you'll have to declare it for tax purposes. Uh, that's very, it's very <laughs> that's important. That's lies. So no, no, no one has to declare their taxes these days. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not like you're going to ever get anything back. But but anyways, so definitely look for the post. Like both Throwdown Thursday and Amalgamania. Like I said, we will provide you with the links. Comment done. And include the hashtag. The goose is loose. All right. So, before we completely wrap up, we have a couple things to get to. One... We have battle results. We have battle results. So, last week's battle... I do want to double check because it was coming it down was to the really wire. It was really close. And last time I checked, there was like a one vote difference between... Yep, and it's still a one vote difference okay. as of right now. So, last week's battle was the May the Swords Be With You battle. It was J- Sir Jamie Lannister versus Aragorn versus Connor McCloud versus Mad Mardigan. The location was outside the Tower of Joy, and the stipulation was anything goes to the death. Not to the pain, to the death. <laughs> You're correct. Um, and surprisingly, not surprisingly, uh, by a very small by one vote. margin... Sir Jamie Lannister wins. It had to be me because I actually did vote today. <laughs> <laughs> well, my thing is, you know, it's anything goes. So who's to say that Lefty Lannister didn't have both Brienne of Tarth? No, 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 and no, 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 no. It's one on one on one on no, one. No, we didn't. No, we said anything goes. So who's yeah, to say that can, they weren't able to? Yeah, you fight with two swords or you could fight with an axe. You could yeah, but fight with Valyrian steel. who's to say that Bronn didn't show up? Because that would be bullshit and that's not fair. Who did you vote for? I voted for Jamie Lannister well, with two was. hands because I think he that's what I was that's what we said last week. We didn't say you can bring a fucking army with you. Well, I said anything goes. So no, like that's you would have anything go anything goes. Oh, okay, fine. Then uh, Connor McCloud has a rocket launcher and you know uh well, he can I mean, bomb like, you from space. He has the the Death Star. He didn't show up, he just blew the planet up. He wins. Oh my god. That's anything goes. You are angry nerding all no, over this bullshit. right now. No, that's bullshit. It's a one on no, one on one on one. Goes anything goes, but like within reason. Like it has to be. Reasonable. No, that's it has not to be any- like doable. Yeah. So, Aragorn gets the One Ring of Power and turns invisible, kills everybody. No one sees him. The end. Aragorn wins. I mean, that probably. I mean, I. I, I don't that's know garbage. That reference. That's but garbage. Like, maybe he could have done that. I don't know. That's garbage. Because Aragorn would never take the ring. When offered the ring by Frodo, he turned it down and sent Frodo on his way and saved him. Well, that's Aragorn's issue, not but, mine. But no, that's 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 garbage. You know, it's it was a one on one on one on one. It was four guys fighting each other with swords. It's a swordsman battle. It's not. Hey, I brought hundreds and thousands of people with me. Well, I'm not saying hundreds of thousands of people. I'm just saying two, Brienne and Braun. <laughs> well, because that's 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 garbage. Because then it's, it's a, then Jamie's it's, posse. Then it's a t- they could stand there and watch, but they can't interfere. But it was anything goes. No, it's not anything goes. It's a, it's a swordsman battle, and if you recall correctly, in season one, how angry did Jamie get? When he was fighting Ned Stark and one of his guys stepped in and stabbed Ned through the leg. He was pissed. 
He doesn't want anybody to interfere, and any one of those guys would be the same. Connor McLeod would be all like, there can be only one. And then the Kurgan would come out of nowhere. Then what do you do? I don't know, because I don't know what you're referencing. I'm obviously referencing Highlander. Clancy Brown shows up and does whatever he wants. No, no. It's one, 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 one. Each guy with his specific sword fighting. Okay, well, regardless... Jamie Either way, Lannister Jimmy won. Whisper yeah, won. Right. Jamie Lannister won, and you voted for him. So why are we even having this argument? Because you seem he to not to understand argue. how this goes. It's my way and end of story. Yeah, there's two. There's three ways to do things. The right way, the wrong way, and the Ashes way, which is the same as the wrong way, but faster. Which you means it's the, the right way. way. Oh, my God. Drink your wine. So next week... We are continuing our cavalcade of Game of Thrones characters. It is the it, it is our King's Road to the Throne. King's Road to the Throne, and we will be discussing uh, the Lady of Winterfell, Sansa. Oh my God! You, you get three. You get three. You can only say that three nope, times. Nope. Anything goes. Nope. Anything no, no, goes. That was for this battle. Nope. Anything goes. Nope. Nope. That was for the battle. Nope. That does not transfer that is over my... to next week's <laughs> episode. You get. Three. Santa. You get three of them next week, and that is it. Maybe I'll stay for this you next episode. Three. I get as many as I want. You get three. I will have Wolfie cut your mic. Do not threaten me I'll with a good yours. time. Do you know what the realm is? Oh my god. A thousand blades of angels. Maybe enemies. I shouldn't stay if he's going to be all creepy. What is he not creepy? That's true. So, anyways, thank you guys so much lie. for sticking around. And listening to our Captain Marvel episode, if you do go and see Captain Marvel, which I hope you do, please definitely. I don't. I mean, we're going to see it tonight. So if you're going to see it tonight or this weekend, and you want to talk about it, you can totally shoot us a personal message on social media. Mm -hmm. We're not going to open it up to discussion quite yet. I'm sure it's something that we will talk about in our Avengers Endgame episodes. Uh, We don't really want to, you know, put. Many spoilers out there. Any spoilers out there in social media because that's kind of a dick move. But Don't if you be a do dick. want to talk about it, definitely you know shoot us a message, and we will be gladly to indulge you. You know, in my brothel, many of the girls are binary. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking creepy. So thank you, Agent Nicole. <laughs> Anytime. I, I love having you on here. I love being here. Do you really? Only for you. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, thank you so much for coming on. Anytime. And dropping some serious Captain Marvel <laughs> knowledge. I feel like I am totally equipped to go into this movie <laughs> and know what's going on and be like, oh, yeah, I knew that. I, it's kind of like when we had El Goro on for Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange yeah. before Doctor Strange came out. So I was able to actually go and sit in the theater and be like, oh, I know what he's doing. I know <laughs> what he's talking about. Okay, I see you, Doctor Strange. You know, it's it's nice to kind of have that, that background information yeah. and, you know, just kind of kind of be in on the joke a little bit. Thanks so. for letting me come home for a little bit. And I got to go back to Space Channel. <laughs> <laughs> We call that a callback. <laughs> we had a lot of callbacks this evening. <laughs> Pretty much. Shut up the fuck up. <laughs> oh, you can't even miss that. You're going to get it your comeuppance. Shut up the fuck up. Okay. So, so anyways, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. And until next week, we will see, see you, you next, next Thursday. Thursday.